You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. You are listening to Not Your Average Autism Mom, episode 18, Correcting Behaviors and Consequences. Well, hey there, my friends. Welcome back. As always, I am super happy to be with you today, and I hope you are all doing amazing. It has been a whirlwind of a few weeks for me and my team over here, um, getting all of our new members in the private membership all set up and acclimated to the private membership portal and our live calls, and it's been so much better than we could have ever imagined. So many of our members are already seeing successes with their children, and we are literally only two weeks in, which is so exciting and inspiring for us. So our membership is closed right now, and we will not open again for new members until 2021. And we don't have those dates set yet, but be sure that if you have not joined our wait list yet, or you are not getting our Let's Talk Autism weekly newsletter, head on over to our website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com and get signed up. Join the wait list, sign up for the newsletter. Every week in our Let's Talk Autism Weekly, we give you tips and insights that you can use in your everyday life of your autism journey. So this week on the podcast, I am going to talk about behaviors and how we can correct negative behaviors while maintaining a positive relationship with our kiddos. So just because your son or daughter has an autism diagnosis doesn't mean that they won't need to have their behavior corrected, just like we, we would do with any other typical child. So I want to go through some important steps to do this in order for you to see positive results. So there are six steps that I'm going to talk to you about today. When they are exhibiting a negative behavior or something that you want to redirect, the first thing you want to do is you need to get their attention to stop the problem behavior. Call them by their name and be sure that they are focused on you. That's number one. Number two is use empathy. Say to them, look, I know you're frustrated or I know you really wanted to finish before we had to leave, but we have to leave now so that we can be on time and not be late. But let them know that you understand their frustration. If they don't want to do a non-preferred activity, let them know, look, I get it. Sometimes I have to do things I don't want to do too. Number three, describe the negative behavior. You want to be sure to be descriptive and to avoid judgment. Don't ask any questions. You just want to describe the undesirable or negative behavior. It's important that you don't push your brother. 
even when he's interrupting you and interfering your game, you don't want to push him. Now, this is really important. And I have learned this one the hard way. Avoid asking any questions because if you ask questions during that moment, you're going to probably deal with an argument or resistance of some sort. So just be specific in your description of what you don't want them to do. Number four, deliver a consequence. I'm going to talk more about consequences in a few minutes and how they fit in correcting a behavior, but you want to deliver a consequence. So the consequence should be a doable action, something that you can do that is tangible. Number five, describe what you want them to do instead. This is really important. So you want to tell them what not to do, but you want to give them a replacement behavior, what to do instead. So you want to say, next time your brother interrupts you, instead of pushing him, you need to come find me or Dave. Instead of pushing or hitting him, come find one of us. We will take care of it. Number six, the reason why good behavior is important. It's important that you let Dave and I handle your brother when he's interrupting you or interrupting your game. Remember, you're not the parent. We are. So we will take care of it for you. So you need to come get us when that happens again. The other thing is the goal of the consequence is not to punish. It's to teach. We need to use consequences because our children need to learn and understand that there are consequences in the world for their behavior and action. So think about this. If you're speeding and you get pulled over by a police officer, He issues you a ticket for something that you've done. That is your consequence for breaking the law and driving over the speed limit. So think about that when you're thinking about consequences as it relates to behavior. Now, these last two parts, in my opinion, are the most important parts of all. Number one, you need to remain calm. Remember, you have heard me talk about this before. When you have a storming parent and a storming child, there will be an explosion 100% of the time. And that doesn't do either of you any good and will not give you the results that you were looking for. Number two, always, always, always follow through. I promise you following through is the key. Do what you say without any leniency or giving in no matter what. If you say it, stick to it. Now, that being said, it is going to be super important that you don't give unrealistic consequences, even in the moment. That one is hard sometimes. Trust me, I've done it. I've probably told Jordan more times than I can even count that I was going to take his things to goodwill or take them outside and break them with a hammer into a million pieces so he could never use them again. Trust me, I get it. I will tell you though, I don't do that anymore. I have worked extremely hard over the last four years to do what I say. And that in itself has given us more success than anything else that we have done. 
So here's an example. Let me just tell you. And this just happened yesterday. So one of our new recent rules is that Jordan has to do 15 minutes on the treadmill every day, every day. And this is part of his daily to do's to earn his electronics on electronics day. So yesterday, as Dave and Jordan and I were, we were all in the kitchen cooking dinner at six o'clock. And he says to me, I went to the park today. Well, let me tell you, I know him better than anyone. So I knew exactly where he was going. But Dave, well, he has certainly learned a lot, but he misses things sometimes. So he immediately says to Jordan, dude, what's up with that? I asked you what you did today. You didn't tell me you went to the park. So I immediately pipe up and say, just so you know, the only reason Jordan's telling me that he went to the park today is because he hasn't done his treadmill yet. Light bulb moment. And I can assure you that two short years ago, that moment right there would have spiraled out of control with no coming back. And Jordan would have ended up in his room yelling, cursing. It would have just been a terrible night for all of us because we would not have been able to get away from his voice. Instead, I calmly looked at him and said, just because you went to the park does not mean you do not have to do 15 minutes on the treadmill. That is non-negotiable no matter what you did today. He then, of course, in his mad voice, began chanting, but I exercised, but I exercised, but I exercised. I simply repeated myself again and told him that if he wanted to earn his electronics time tomorrow, he could do the treadmill after dinner, or if he didn't want to earn his electronic time tomorrow, he could skip the treadmill. Completely up to him. Guess what? <laughs> With a little distracting from Dave and redirection to our dinner or something along those lines, we made it through dinner without an issue. And after dinner, before his shower, he went right in and did 15 minutes on the treadmill. So I'm just telling you that because it is truly all about consistency and doing what you say. I am telling you from years of experience of just giving in even just one time. It's like starting over each and every time. So do what you say. Follow through with your expectations of them. Allow them to have choices along the way. For our kids, being in control is often very important to them. So allowing them choices and giving them the opportunity to make a choice is good. So as I'm talking about that, I want to tell you this. So I was doing a coaching call this week with our members, and we were talking about not giving them options to do things that they don't want to do, not allowing them the opportunity to say no to anything non-preferred because they will always say no. And so one of our moms said, but Shannon, you just said that you should give them choices to give them control. So isn't that contradictory to what you said? She was right. But here's the thing. Give them choices without options to not do what you want them to do. What I mean by that and what I told her was instead of asking him if he wants to go to the grocery store with you, because he, he will say no. 
tell him, so we have to go to the grocery store this week to get food. Do you want to go on Tuesday or would you rather go on Thursday? Or here's another one. Hey, we're going to hike this weekend. Would you rather go on Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning? So you're giving them choices without giving them the option of saying no. You know, I even did this with Jordan's shower to make him feel in control. We would say, hey, buddy, do you want to take a shower at five before dinner or at 630 after dinner before your show? Because if you guys know me or have been listening to me for any amount of time, you know that Jordan watches Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy every single night from seven to eight. And he has since he was six or seven years old. So just the simple choice of the time doesn't give him an option to shower, but allows him the decision of what time to do it. I always tell anyone working with Jordan and have to still remind David this sometimes. Jordan will always, always say no when asked to do anything. Well, just about anything. There are only about four things that he will willingly say yes to. And those are, number one, going to a theme park. Number two, watching a rocket. Number three, going to the Engelmans. And mind you, those are our friends. And they have games that he plays there that he doesn't have here. So he likes to go there. And Another thing with that is our friend Sheila cooks better than anyone we know. So the food is always a huge bonus. And the fourth thing is going out to dinner because we live in the North Georgia mountains and we rarely go out to eat. So that's always a big treat. And if we aren't cooking, he likes to eat dinner every night. So we can pretty much always count on him saying yes to that. Now, let me preface that last one by saying that if it is an electronic day and he has electronics, he would absolutely choose to stay home and eat a leftover ham sandwich if we gave him that option because he would not want to be away from his electronics. So if it's an electronics night when we're going to go out to dinner, there is not an option. We just say, hey, we're going out to dinner tonight. Do you want to leave at 530 or 630? So I hope that makes sense. I don't want to confuse anyone, but if you have a child like that who will generally say no to everything, then you have to come up with other options to get them to say yes. Now, before I end this episode, I want to talk about and sum up some of the specifics that might be helpful when talking about consequences. So let's talk about what makes consequences effective. What are some of the elements that actually make them work? Number one, immediacy. Does it happen right after the behavior occurs? This is really important. The younger your child is, the more important this is because then they connect the behavior with the consequence. Consequences are better when they immediately follow the behavior or action. Number two, degree or size of negative consequence. So the consequence should match the size of the behavior or misbehavior. Small consequence for small negative behavior, larger for larger negative behaviors. Keep consequences within the same day if possible. Most children can't comprehend why a behavior that happens on Tuesday has consequences for weeks or months to come. 
And I was always super guilty of this. I would, you know, take stuff away and I'd say, I'm taking it away for a month. And it got to the point where when I said a month, I had to do a month because that's what I said. And that certainly wasn't easy, but that was all at the beginning of our journey of learning to do what we say. Number three, be consistent and follow through on your part of delivering the consequence. Remember, you are teaching them that they can get away with it sometimes if you are not consistent. If you are consistent, they will learn that you mean what you say. Are the consequences something that you can be consistent with? So remember, before you tell them the consequence, remind yourself, is that something that I can follow through with? Number four, it has to be meaningful to your child. So if you're taking away a privilege that doesn't matter to them, it's not going to work. If you're taking away TV and they don't really care about TV, that certainly won't work. So make sure that the consequence is meaningful to them. The next thing you need to do is you're going to have to switch up the consequences based on the different behaviors. Over a period of time, you will also need to switch out the consequences and evaluate if it's still working. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Correcting negative behaviors takes a lot of work and even more practice. And over time, what I know is that it does get easier and the meltdowns and the major explosions that you may experience and have to go through do get easier over time. Ours are so much easier than ever before. I mean, I can tell you, I still look at Dave just like I did last night and say, wow, can you believe how much easier this has gotten? Trust me, though, we had some very, very difficult times to get to where we are today. So take each experience as a learning experience and take one thing that you learned and put into the next time when you try it again. And don't ever stop trying new and different things. You will amaze yourself along the way, figuring out what works. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, I hope that you have a great couple weeks. And remember, you are doing an amazing job. Hey, so if you are loving what you are learning on the podcast, you really should check out our private membership. Our Not Your Average Autism Mom community is where we dive deeper into all of the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day when you learn to manage your mind. You will have access to all of our training and resources that you will need along your autism parenting journey. And you will develop relationships with other moms just like you all raising a child with autism. It is my absolute favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to get all the details. And please, if we're not open right now for new members, we only open a couple times a year. Be sure to join the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when we're going to open. I hope you do. I would love to work with you inside.